Now, from chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, this is continuation of what the Lord was telling the apostles and disciples all through the times, like the last type of teaching. Because the stories of uh, when they went to the to the to the Garden of Gethsemane and so on, for that came in uh, chapter 18. So you can see from chapter 14 through chapter 17, it was reported by Apostle John, all the teachings the Lord was telling them in the upper room, in the room after the Lord. I mean, there was a lot of teaching, a lot of revelation that God was, the Lord was telling them. And the point he said, you cannot be here right now, I will have to postpone this. Because he was teaching them a lot of things and they were really sad already because he was telling them he was going away, he was told about the, what is coming to happen. So they were really sad, but he was teaching them new things that only Apostle John reported it from chapter 14 to chapter 17. He was teaching from the Lord. So that's why we are going to go through that one slowly so that we can explain this teaching in the light of the scriptures of the New Testament, what Christ was teaching us. Because not only the apostles, the revealment, he talked about the Holy Spirit will come. After he went up, he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Ghost is going to take over teaching the believers. And who is the Holy Ghost? That's Him in us. Not another person. Him in us. It's called the Spirit of Truth, but it's this truth. So it's now Christ in us. We now be teaching. I said that from this time I will not be talking in parables. I'll be showing you to you plain, plain. So that is from chapter 14 through chapter 17 is the Lord's teaching the apostles in the upper room. We believe Judas Iscariot was no more there. He has gone to make his own plan and the Lord is going to be giving us deep insights into things that he, he wanted us to know. And he said there are many more things he could have said to them, but they, are, they couldn't bear it. They are already sorrowful. Let's continue from chapter 14. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Now, that Bible verse alone should make us to know that Jesus Christ is saying he is God. Just think about that. He said, be, you believe in God. He believe also in me. He's just telling you that he is equal to God. That's all. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm a father, and I'm telling a, young, a little young lad and said, you believe your father. That's all. If your father tells you anything you believe in, then believe me also. What does that mean? That means I'm saying I'm, a, I'm equal to your father. That's what I mean. I'm equal to your father. That's what it means. So he said, you believe in God, believe also in me. He said, he's equal to God. And we know he's God manifested in the flesh. So that, about Bufas alone, is a clear evidence that Christ says God manifested in the flesh. He said, you believe in God. He said, I know you believe in God. The belief also in me means he's equal to God. Verse 2. In my father's house are many mansions. Now, call it my father. Because he is in the flesh. The father is the one that sent him, as he said. Many mansions. We always say about it as if we are going to mansions and it creates mansions for ourselves. He said, 
Many mansions are going to be many living places. If it were not so, I would have told you. So I go to prepare a place for you. Now, this can be said, he's actually talking about the apostle. There is both some friends, the closest friends, the friends he has or not when he came. These 12 apostles that he has happened now, they are 11, of course. Judas is 11. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You are going to be living with me in my father's house. He's going back to glory. And it's someone like somebody, just say you are from uh, Africa and you are living, you went, uh, you, you are from America and you went to Africa to do something and you have some friends and they believe you and you say, I'm going to go back to America because I want you guys to come and live with me when you come to America. And you say, well, I have a lot of mansions in America. I'm going to prepare a place where you guys are going to stay. I mean, a rich man can bring people from a poor country and say, I'm going to alert you are my friends over here. I'm going to bring you over to this place and you'll be enjoying my, my, my blessings, my benefits. Christ is saying similar thing here, that in my father's house, in heaven are many mansions. I'm going to make you come and live with me in that, my father's house. So you can see he was talking to the 12 apostles. But every believer is claiming the same thing, that this is not just for the apostles, it's for everyone that believes in him. This mansion is for everybody. So it's for all the saints. The mansion that Christ talked about is for all the saints. See, my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I will have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Now, he's talking about receiving the apostles unto himself. We know they are not here, and which means they have gone to be with him. The same way everyone that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and the time comes for them to die, they are going to go be with the Lord. And they are also going to be in those mansions that he has prepared for every person. And that is what he was saying right here. He was talking about them coming to live on the other side with him in the mansion. They're not going to hell. They're not just going to be Abraham's bosom. They are going to be with him in the man in the mansion he prepared. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord of the heaven and of the in, in between and of the earth and of the ground underground. Because they are seen where Abraham bosom was was like in between. It's not really heaven. When they say uh, Lazarus was at the bosom, it's not the heaven where God is, because otherwise they won't have to be resurrected. The, the dead in Christ are not in heaven where Christ is living, where Christ came down. Abraham and all those he says they were not in heaven, they were in a place called paradise, which is a spiritual location underneath heaven, but not on the physical earth. So if the, dead, if the rich man was able to look across like in space and see Abraham in another, another platform, he could see Abraham, he could recognize us Abraham, they are happy there in the, in the location that is at peace. But see, when Christ, God said, God will bring them with him and bring them in resurrection to come and put on another body, and that was what Jesus Christ did, he put on a body, physical body, and then went up into heaven, the real heaven. So you can say, it's the real heaven in the physical universe, but he can transform from physical to invisible universe. So, that's, let's put that by side. But I'm just trying to make you to see that the mansions are already made right now for, for the saints. And the Lord said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I will come and he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. 
Now, where I am, there ye may be also. For those 12 apostles, you know definitely they are where he is. It's a promotion compared to where, if they have been dead, they've just been paralyzed in different locations. And then they say, Whither I go, you know, and the very and the way you know. So I hope you know what I'm talking about. And Thomas was going to answer. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, because you have not told us where you are really going. And how can we know the way if you don't know where you are going? And Jesus turned into a spiritual thing. He said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now we always quote that Bible verse because it's a super it's a powerful word of God as to whom Jesus Christ really is. And they are talking about where you are going, we don't know. So how can we, like if somebody say, I'm going to, from this city to another city. If you tell me the city, I know that well, this is the road that did that city also. That's why John Thomas will say, we don't know where you are going. How can we say we know the way? Because say, you know the way, if you know what I'm talking about. The way to what he was talking about, he was going to die and then resurrect and then go up. But see, that's not, they didn't understand where, what he was talking about. They said, well, how can we know the way? We don't know where you are going. So he said, well, look, wait a minute. When you talk about way, I am the way to the Father. Verse 7, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Now, he didn't want them to keep, he didn't want to keep declaring that they have not known the Father. Because he said, anyone that is of God has known the Father. Is that by faith? Yes. If you are of God, meaning you are living for God, then you have known the Father. So that's what Christ meant. He said, if you have known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, he said, now don't begin to say you have not known the father. From henceforth, you know him and have seen him. So if people are thinking physical, they will be confusing it with spiritual things. He's talking spiritual or talking faith and not to be put as physical. You say, I've seen the father. I've not seen the father. He said, you have seen him because you believe in him. You've seen him because that's how he manifests himself to you. I make you believe in him. So, henceforth you know him and have seen him. Then Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it suffices us. I mean, they are saying, well, I, I told you, I, we have not seen the Father, you say you will know. They are still talking physical. So the Lord was going to clarify things for them. But I said, just say, sir, and say unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how says thou then shows the Father? Now that Bible verse alone is what makes us to make me special to know that Christ is God manifesting the flesh. Because if you want to make all these disciples that you want them to stay together and continue this work for you. I want to tell him the secret of secrets. The secret of secrets. Now is the time to tell him when everything is finishing up and you are going away. And they are asking, they are confused. They say, well, show us the Father now so that we are satisfied. You will have to tell him, well, Father, manifest yourself to these people so they can know. No, he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because God is a spirit and it's in him. Putting on this physical flesh, they are seen as Jesus. So there's no way you can show them the Father and what you are seeing is the Father. So Roger was said, Have I been so long time with you and yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. 
And I'll say thou then show the Father. Believers, thou know that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. See, God is a spirit. You cannot see a spirit unless he manifests. And he manifests by putting on the physical body as Jesus Christ. And say, when they have seen him, they have seen the Father. Because if you say, well, let's see the Father come out of you and show. If you come out, you won't see it because it's invisible. So the way you can see him is because you are a spirit, also you are inside your body. I'm a spirit, I'm inside this body. If my spirit comes out of this body, in death, this body will just fall down. But you won't see the spirit, it's gone. Even if he's standing right here, you can't see him because he's invisible. It's not in this pattern. So we have a spirit, we are a spirit also. That's the real you, it's your spirit. My real me is my spirit. And it's, it's, it's carrying this body, wearing it like a, I call it like a masquerade. That's this body. That's what we are wearing. And the spirit, God himself is wearing that body called Jesus as a masquerade. That's why I say, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And when you say, how do I look outside this figure? I look just like this, the same shape in the spirit world. This is my image, what you are seeing. Your image is what you, what you have. It's like a masquerade that is your imprint. is what you have. Your face is the imprint of that spirit in you. And Christ is the is the is the is God's glory manifested that imprint of God? So what you are saying, if you have seen the face of Jesus, you have seen the Father as the face of Him. You will say, well, nobody has seen the God and live because you in that in that realm, it's like a pillar of fire. That's why He said, if uh, Ezekiel saw it and said, from the loins that was like a piece of fire, from the loins of was like glowing fire. But He shared that and come into. An egg and get an imprint and come in as a woman. I mean, that's what all of us came with as a spirit and enter into an egg. And the imprint of us of our structure is what you see in baby born, and it grows with us to the size that you are right now. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Believers, thou know that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. See, the Spirit of the God, my Almighty, is the one doing all those signs and wonders that Jesus was doing. Doing the truth because he's a spirit. Verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. See, or else, believe me for the very works. See, and all these, my signs and wonders, it is my Father doing it. The Spirit doing it. Verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now he's simply saying, I go into the position of the Father. Now he's going to go back to the spirit world and be the everlasting Father, and we do things that we ask to do. Because he's going back to that position of the Father, is what it means. Verse 13, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That the Father will glorify in the name Jesus. Verse 14, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. He said, I will do it. Christ will do is where we ask in his name. So I will do it. The Father will do it. I will do it. The Father will do it. I will do it. See the same person. Verse 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. 
And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And so I will pray the Father, and he, shall, he will give you another comforter. That we abide with you. That is the Holy Spirit because I was preaching to some Muslims and they thought, oh, that comforter must be their Muhammad. They thought, God said somebody else, they were deceived. Jesus Christ was talking about the Holy Spirit that will be even dwelling us when he, when he sent it. And he explained verse 17, he said, even the Spirit of truth, that's the one this comforter is talking about, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Who dwelleth with them? Jesus. Is the same. Is the one. The Spirit of Truth is the same person. If you are talking about personality, it's not like another person is coming. He's going to be another person is coming. He's the same Spirit. He says he dwells with you right now, but it's going to be in you, Christ in us, Christ in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. How can he be in all of us? Yeah, because the Bible said that we are two or three are got to be our mind. The midst of there is everywhere. He's ever is omnipresent. Jesus Christ is omnipresent. When he comes in form of human being, he could be omnipresent. But when he goes back into the into the glory, he's now omnipresent. He can feel all of us because he's the Holy Spirit of God. That he says he's coming. Look at that. He says another comforter. He call him the comforter. He call him the spirit of truth. And he says, I am the truth. So the spirit of truth is his spirit also. And then you see in the book of Isaiah, he said, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. He's also the Comforter. So he's, a, he's the Comforter, he's the Counselor, he's the Holy Ghost, he's the Comforter, and he's also our Counselor. So he's the same spirit that is inside the Lord Jesus Christ. See, you know him, and he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. He will come to us. So yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. He's saying that he, when he goes away, the, he won't be preaching around in the street. That's where the world, the world see me no more. He said, but ye see me. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. Christ is saying, once he crucified, he will be resurrected and he goes away, the world will not see me no more. Not that he's coming back and be preaching in the streets like he was doing in Galilee. The streets of Jerusalem, the streets of Galilee. He won't do that anymore. That's why. But he say, we believers, we see him. He can manifest to us anytime he wants. He's in us. He can manifest physically. But he's only manifesting to believers, not every believer, as he likes. You can't say, well, until he manifests, I won't believe. Then you are, you are not a believer. You are not a believer. Because he said, that blessed are those that do not even see him and they believe. So he said, the one will see me no more, but ye will see me. He said, ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. Verse 20. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. So you now say, you are in me, and I am in you. So it's not talking of spirits. Because when you are following him, you are like, he's in you, he's, you are in him, and he's in you. Verse 21. He that has my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Now you understand that he says he's going to manifest himself to me and you if you love him. If you love Jesus Christ, he will manifest himself. He has manifested himself to me. Even in my house, where I'm recording. I've recorded, I've reported that many times in my, my summer. That he came. And yet he's in me. He just manifested. What do you mean? He manifests me. He shows himself physically. 
and I was not in the physical in the vision. I thought it was physical. Because I was sitting on my bed and he just walked in. The door just opened into my room, into my bed. My, I saw my wife sitting next to me and we were praising the Lord, praising the Lord, praising the Lord, praising the Lord, singing praises. And the door, the door of our room just opened. And there walked in Jesus. I didn't know it's Jesus. The nail prince. The nail prince was wearing a white robe, white linen, we call it white robe linen. But there was a glowing red here on the hand. Glowing red here on the hand. You can see a glow of red mark on the side. Through that white linen, you can see a glow here inside of the rib. And we can see glowing points at the feet. That's the crucified one. And he has a crown of thorns, a glorified crown of thorns upon his head. That was how he manifested. We jumped and hugged him, myself to him. And then he touched my lips. He said, what does that mean? He said, my word is in your mouth. That's what it meant to me. My word is in your mouth. So that was when he manifested. Christ was he promised that to every believer, to every believers. He said, "The world see me no more, but you see me." He said, "If you love me, I will love you, and I will manifest myself to him." So that was my own experience. How he manifested himself to me. I'm talking of some several few years ago. Verse twenty-two. Judas said to him, "Lord, not Iscariot now." Another Judas, one of the disciples called Jude in the book of Jude, is the one that wrote the book Jude. Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So that is what the Lord is doing. That's why he said, The kingdom of God is within you. It's going to start from inside us. The kingdom of God is already here inside us, inside you that are believers. And finally, in the end, the kingdom of God, when Christ will come from the sky, is going to be established physically upon the physical earth. The rapture will take place before that occurs. The world will be destroyed or they destroy themselves. And then the Lord and the saints will come down to start the physical dominion on the physical earth, as the Bible has said. That was the stone that was saw, that was seen in the, in the vision of Daniel at Nebuchadnezzar, so that struck the kingdom of this world at the feet, as at the end of the world, feet, the end of the world, and broke into pieces and became a mountain. That stone became a mountain that filled the earth, and there will be no changing of government. From that time forward, it's the kingdom of Christ. That is the kingdom that is coming to take over. But it started first within us, within, inside you, changing you from sinners to saints. In the born again experience, that is the kingdom starting right there inside you, inside me that are believers. And anyone that has not accepted Christ is not in the kingdom yet. But you have to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that kingdom will come inside you and give you a new heart, a new birth. He said, anyone in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed with you, all things become new. So you have to start getting that kingdom into you first. So you become members of that kingdom by your lifestyle, by living for him. And he's living inside you. All those people that Christ is living inside them are the ones that is going to resurrect at last day. He said, I will raise them up at the last day. I will raise them up at the last day. All those that have Christ inside them, the spirit of Christ inside them, when they die, they go to paradise and waiting for the last day when he's going to call them back to the, out of the graves. He said, the dead in Christ shall rise first. We that are alive and remain to that time will be caught up to meet the Lord in the Clouds to be the Lord in the here. 
And that's what First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 was telling us. So that is the kingdom coming down to establish on the physical but it started right within us. You know, God. Okay. Let's let's continue. Verse 23 is Jesus Christ answering that what uh, what question Jude asked. He said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. That is, he will be living with you as he's living with me in your house because it's in you, inside your belly, in this in your spirit. Is inside your belly, in your spirit, and the Holy Ghost is inside us. That's why I said, He will make His abode with you. He's making His abode with me. That is living with me wherever I go is with me there also. Because anything that is inside me it goes with me wherever I go. That is making His abode with me and with every one of us that are believers. Verse 24 He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sins. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Now he's defining all further teaching for the Holy Ghost will come when he comes to the body of Christ, to the church. He will teach you, teach me, he's teaching individual as, as we seek him. That's why in the, in the church he has put ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, and those are giving extra anointing of the Holy Ghost so that He will reveal through them more things to the disciples. And that's what the ministry has given to me also to teach some of these things. That's why I was able to explain some of these things. It is the Holy Ghost that is doing this work. That's why I say, when the Holy Ghost shall come, He shall teach you all things. Verse 26. See, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which whom I, the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. So he's going away and coming again. He's just saying that he's going to go away and resurrect. When he resurrects, he's going to come back physically to them. And then they will rejoice. He said that in another place. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said I go unto the Father. For my Father is greater than I. What does that mean? My Father is greater than I. He I go unto the Father. He's telling us, he's going back to the position of the Father. Which is greater than the position of the Son, who is limited as a physical man. You know, I could only be in Galilee at one time. In Judea at one time, localized in the location. And when he gets out of that physical platform and go back into the spirit world, he will be in the position of the Father as you feel all things. That's what he said. In that position is greater than this physical position of the, of the Son. See, my Father is greater than I. That's why I say you should rejoice. Because why would I rejoice if you are going away and you are telling me that you are going to back to your daddy? If that's your daddy, I shouldn't be rejoicing. I'm sad that you are leaving also. They say you should be rejoicing that I'm going back to not just to my daddy, go to the position of the father that we fill our places. 
But then he will be able to do more for even with we that he's living. That's what he say. He say, if you love me, you will rejoice because I said I go unto the Father. For my Father is greater than I, like he said, my that position is greater than this position. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. I mean, they were still not sure what, but say, we say when it come to pass, they will now remember I told them that. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world comment and ask nothing in me. He say, well, the devil is about to come now to do all this dirty job of crucifying himself. But not that he has anything that he could lay on or he said, he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. All right, let's go. He, what he was, that was saying was that the devil has nothing to lash on. He's just laying out his life. Because the devil only attacked people when he could see an offense. As you could report, even among the saints. But you see, when we claim the blood of Jesus Christ washes our sins away, the devil is handcuffed. Now, for the Messiah, he has nothing to lay on, but Christ laid down his life. He allowed it to happen. That's why I say, but because I love the Father, the Father has given me the command to do this. That's why he's going to do it. He's going to lay down his life. That the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me command, even so I do. So he was laying down his life because that is the way we are going to be saved. And so he purposely laid down his life so that we can be saved. And that is what the Lord was saying there that the world may know that I love the Father, that I am doing what the Father commanded. And that is what saved us, otherwise we will not be saved. This will be the end of chapter 14, and I will continue these sermons in the next time I do the exhortation. Because we have to close it back right now. God bless you. Hallelujah.